Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Show Studios Fashion Radio, the podcast and video series exploring the remarkable relationship between fashion and music. Every week, we'll be joined by fashion's biggest names and the talent of tomorrow as they share their 10 life-defining tunes and the stories behind them. I'm your host, DJ Fat Tony, and if you're looking for makeup tips, then my next guest is the one you want to turn to. As one of fashion's most influential artists, she's the makeup visionary that fashion's biggest names have on speed dial. From catwalks for Alexander McQueen to the cover of Vogue for her lifelong expertise, led her to being named L'Oreal Paris' first global makeup director, but you probably know her as a superstar judge on the BBC's Glow Up. Ding dong, it's Val Garland. Today, I am really, really thrilled to have the incredible Val Garland. Well, I'm so happy to be here, darling. <laughs> you know, it's like I've got your CV in front of me like I get, but they give me a show studio for everybody. Right. And it tells me everything everybody's ever done. And I always think, oh, I know what they've done. I yeah. don't need that. But, you know, when you look, read it in black and white and you look at it and you just think, wow, I never knew that. And, and they, you know, there's so many layers to Val Garland. The thing about this podcast is we're not, in, you know, we are interviewing people about their musical tastes. Mm-hmm. And what what drives them from all different eras and all different mm-hmm. age groups and stuff like that? But they're all masters. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, that I've interviewed so far has been a master at what they do, and you really are a master at what you do. Oh, thank you, Tony. You know, where did it all start for you? Um, uh, Bristol. Bristol. You know, well, my parents are Irish Catholic from Dublin and um, they landed. I was born in Birmingham Mm. and then they quickly moved down to Bristol. And um, uh, yeah, we lived in the inner city and it was quite sort of, um, uh, what's the word? It was very diverse, Mm -hmm. you know, and you had to have your wits about you from a young age. I mean, you know, it was like, it was working class. Yeah. And I wanted to... Well, actually, I wanted to travel was what what I wanted to do when I left school. I didn't know how I was going to do that, this sort of like kid from Bristol. Anyway, I ended up working in a hairdressing salon whilst I was deciding what I was going to do. I was actually not bad at it, you know. And um, anyway, and I was also, um, I was seeing a guy and um, he was a drummer in a band. We kind of looked a little bit like sort of Sid and Nancy. You know, like we were trying so hard to be cool in Bristol. Because, you know, um, the first thing you, well, the thing that my parents were really into music. Yeah. So there was always music going. So when you woke up on a Sunday morning, was oh, always yeah. music playing yeah, yeah, in the yeah. house. You know, we had the little sort of dance set, you know, and then yeah. we had the, the sideboard. Yeah, this big old sideboard yeah. that everyone had, yeah. You know, I was listening to Akabilk when I was four years old because that was my dad's favourite. Yeah. You know, I started clubbing when I was 13. Mm-hmm. I had an older sister and, and I was thinking yesterday, like, 
I wonder why my mum let us go clubbing. You know, we used to go down into town, into like the Locarno Ballroom and top rank, you know, because that's where... That's where the action was. But do you think that she, you know, looking back on it, she probably let you go clubbing because if you grew up with music being played yeah. in the house, she understood the importance of music yeah. and that connection to music. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, it's it's like my mum, you know, when I was leaving the house, I was at a very similar age she yeah. used to go clubbing. My mum come from a clubbing background. Um, my mum and dad met in, in a club called The Gate in Kings Road, which was a lesbian right. club in the 50s and Fabulous. 60s. That's where they met. So they yeah. come from that culture. So they understood yeah. that. But, you know, me as a kid didn't understand that they knew that. And I thought I was rebelling yeah. by going out clubbing. Little did I know that's where they met in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that connection to music has always been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, and it's so, I, I kind of think that. To say that, oh, your, your mum probably thought you were going to be safe because you were going to listen to music would be the most stupidest thing that would ever yeah, come yeah. out of my mouth. But there is a kind of safeness within it. And also, I think, you know, like, around about the age of 13, mm. I was, you know, um, because you said it earlier, you know, music goes with fashion, fashion goes with music. In Bristol, it was all about the clobber. Yeah. You know, and the best, you know, I was too young to sort of be a mod, but I was the right age to be a skinhead. Major. And I was a skinhead girl. Did you have a feather cut? Yeah. Amazing. Because you know, I started off with like this really long hair. And then, oh, because before that, when I was like about eight, I was into flower power. <laughs> uh, because, because you could go to CNA and the CNA down in Broadbeat, Bristol had the best clothes Major. for kids yeah. and I remember you know getting a flower power orange culotte suit and wearing it to the school disco Amazing. and thinking I am the best looking person in this room I mean like so much attitude straight uh -huh. away. So, so yeah, so then uh, hanging out with the cool looking boys on the scooters, you know, cut the hair off, you know, no hair but some long bits here. Yeah, the feather cut. Yeah, I yeah. love the, the, the girl skinhead look was always it was amazing. Was just incredible. Two-tone tonic, stay press. It's the same with makeup. It's like you're putting on your best, mm. your best look. You know, it's your confidence. You you are going into a character, and that's what was so great. about for me, I was very glad that I was born in 1957 yeah. because um, I was too young, really, for the 60s. But the 70s and the 80s, OMG! You know, because we went through all those fashion changes. Yeah. You know. Skinhead, soul girl, um, punk, um, new romantic. Because we don't, you know, they were tribes, right? Tribes, and we yeah. don't have tribes today. We don't yeah. have tribes. We have, but we have, we have companies and we have labels. Yeah. We do not have tribes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that before, you know, as you said, there was punk, there was mod, there was skin, there was yeah. new romantics. Yeah. There was so many different levels. And then you had people that wore Westwood and you had people yeah. that wore Yoji. And you had people, yeah. But they, you know, it was, it, and they all came together. Yeah. And now we don't have that. Now we have labels that yeah. kind of, you know, and these brands. It's all but about nobody brand dressed you. No, nobody, no one. Nobody said you didn't you walk clothes. into a shop you and go look. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I've seen that, so therefore I want mm. that. And I think it's got an awful lot to do with the fact that we don't. Back then, we all had to find a platform. Yeah. And we kind of we we identified with certain looks and certain groups of people because we were attracted to the energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you yeah. get what I'm saying, Jill? Yeah. And I don't think by having it in the palm of your hand today, it kind of distracts from that energy. We yeah. don't you don't get that connection. So you we have lookbooks today in the palm yeah. of our hands. We go, Oh, I quite like those shoes. Yeah. Oh, I quite like that. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying, Jill? Yeah. So it's all very disjointed. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think in some respects, I kind of feel like, have we lost the song? Mm, well, we're about to find out because yeah. we're going to go through your tracks. Okay, all and right. And for me, when I got sent this list last night, I was so excited by your first choice. You know, so the track from your childhood that has influenced your, you in your personal style and taste today, right? What is it? Um, it's Uptown Top Ranking by Althea and Donna. And the reason, and that came out in 1978, but the reason I chose that track was because it. I think the first person you are or the first tribe that you join, you're always that tribe throughout yeah. your life. Look at Nick Knight. He's still a skinhead. Well, yeah. yeah. And also, my first thing was skinhead. Yeah. And so, you know, even today I wear a big boot. I'm always in some sort of sooty, androgynous sort yeah. of thing, you know. And so... Even though I was a new romantic, I in the 80s, 70s, 80s, I was a new romantic, I still had really short cropped hair. It was you know, orange, it was yellow, it was blue. It's you like know. you never forget your first love, right? That's yeah. it's kind of exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, okay, that really worked for me and I love that era and so yeah. I'm connected to that era. So yeah. you never, there's always a part of you that never wants it to, to go away. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying to you? And also I think as well for me, because I, I remember my mother saying to me, I, I'd come back from Australia to um, Bristol to see my mum and my mum was like, why do you always make yourself look so ugly with these weird haircuts and this weird makeup? And I was like, because at that time, everybody, this was in the 80s, and the opposite to the new romantic movement was, um, you know, power dressing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't... Sloan Rangers and... Yeah, but, but I never wanted to be seen as a sex symbol. You know, oh. I wanted to be seen for me. Yeah. It was about who I was up here, not everywhere else so the know? power of uptown top ranking right you yeah. know like live it in your heels and ting uptown yeah. top. some genius genius lyrics it do yeah I mean there was just so many uh, because you see for me I was mad about Motown yeah you know and so um, there was just so many great songs that you know, like Desmond Decker, the Israelites. Well, that's one know. of Nick Nick Knight's choices no. the other day, yeah. Well, I've got Double Barrel, Dave and Ansel Collins. You know <laughs> that one? Oh, my God, I loved that. Long Shot, Kick the Bucket. Because we Major. were just, you know, it was just all the way we danced. I mean, my first music, music that I was into was reggae. You know. Yeah, well, you know, it, it kind of goes with the skinhead thing because of yeah. the scar. Yeah. You know, scar and that whole era comes from reggae. It come, you know, that whole feeling of, yeah. of scar music was just like very reggae-based. Yes, the, but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I get that connection totally. But then and also um, being a skinhead then was completely different to what it is. Oh, well, you know, being... You because know, it was just about the fashion. Exactly. It's about the looks. Fashion it was and about the music and the style. dancing. It yeah, was yeah. about, you know, it wasn't yeah. about bleached jeans and, yeah. and bomber jackets. It was about suits. It was about yeah. the cut of the suit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the pocket, you know, the pocket chief and yeah. the whole image. It was from sh from foot to head, head yeah. to toe. Yeah. The image. Yeah. It was all about the image. And, yeah. and that's kind of why I think it stood the test of time with so many people yeah. because it was a style. It was, you know... It just wasn't a look. Do you go yeah, on yeah, saying yeah. And the music, I mean, they, they you know, that to if someone said to you, could you sum up scar for me? You would straight away that image would come to your mind of, yeah. of what you wore at that point in time. 
So moving on, right, mm-hmm. to, tra- to the, the track from a film. Yeah. It's always an important one for me, this question. I, I kind of like, because people go, oh, I'm not sure of what film was that from. But when people actually know exactly what mm-hmm. film it's from, because it means such, yeah. it's made such a major part, mark on their life. Your choice is yes. a really genius one again. Okay. So um, it, it was difficult because there, at that time, um, there were so many great mo- movies around mm. and the soundtrack was always very important. But for me, it's The Hunger. Such a uh, genius uh, film. Oh, I loved that film because that was me and my then partner. And the track that I chose was uh, Bella Lugosi's Dead um, by Bauhaus. Me and my partner, we were David Bauhaus freaks. And we were on the club scene. This was like the early 80s. I, by now I'm in Australia. Yeah. And and uh, I'm in Perth, Western Australia, and you wouldn't think it, but one of the wildest um, gay clubs was called Connections. Okay. And I used to go there all the time. We'd go as characters. And, you know, I loved being Catherine Deneuve from The Hunger. And my then partner would be Bowie, you know, haircut. And I didn't have the French pleat I had the hat um I had, I had, I had, I had <laughs> like a crop I had a crop I had the, like the tight sort of like suit pin and pencil skirt and I'd sit there on the edge and, and the sunglasses the little what sunglasses. year was this uh this is like about 1982 83 yeah. and uh we'd stand on the side of the dance floor smoking and I had a cigarette holder smoking working out who we were going to pick up and take home major and we did but that's but that's new romantic. That's yeah. like being a new romantic, you know, dressing up and living out an alter ego. Well, we which is what that whole era was about. Absolutely, because we didn't have social media. No. So getting in, getting past the door, getting into the club, um, you know, it was always about never wearing the same outfit twice. Yeah. And being more major than, each time, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. Right. What do you listen to? What does Val listen to day to day? Okay, you know what? This was a difficult, uh, this is a difficult question for me to answer because uh, it depends where I am and who I'm with. Yeah, of course. You know, because uh, if you're in a studio, it's whatever the talent wants to listen to. But, you know, I put down um, Mystery Train because, um, again, for me, it's the feeling the sound, the visual. Mm-hmm. At the time when, um, yeah, Mystery Train, I, I, I love Jim Jarmusch. I love the absurdity of the alternative. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Yeah. Um, Let's move right. on to your next track, right? Which is what do you listen to when you're working? When you're when you're like being your at your most putting together looks and stuff like that. What? I mean, for me, it has to be something that's melodic. Mm. Um, it's got to be something that makes me want to think of nothing else and focus. So I've chosen a piece of music. Um, it's called Sex. Um, it came out in 1989 and it's by a band called The Next. I don't even know if they're around anymore. I think they only ever made three albums. Mm -hmm. This was their first one. I find that, yeah, when I want to think and I really want to focus, I like classical music, yeah. I like jazz, I like ambient, ambient. And then, you know, you've got, you, you can think. So you have to listen to Sex by the Next because it's just so, and for me, the louder the better. Always. Well, you, you know, you come from a nightclub industry yeah. and lifestyle, so it's always got to be loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, 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 uh, music isn't music unless it's loud. Yeah. Don't put music on yeah. it. Music should never be background. Mm. Do you get what I mean? It should never be white noise. It should always, you've got to feel it. How did you go from being behind the camera to being front of the camera? Because you went from being the Val Garden that we all knew and love, doing makeup and and it being the top of your game in the industry, to being in front of the camera and for everybody else to discover Val Garden, ding dong. How did that happen? Well, um, you know, the uh, production company, the uh, production company approached me and sort of said, "Look, you know, we'd like you to do this program with us. We want you to be a judge." And and I thought, hmm, well, that could be interesting. Mm. You know, um, I'd like to try something new. It might work, it might not. And I'm one of those people that it's a bit sort of like, what if, why not? If it doesn't work out, we'll do something else. And, you know, I've done so many tear sheets. Um, I've worked with so many magazines. I've done so many shows. <laughs> Let's just stop you there. So many magazines. You've worked with every bloody magazine under the sun. You've worked with every artist. You've worked with everybody at that, this level of... They've reached the top of the, 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 the level that they need to be at in any industry. And you, you work with those people because you're a master. And I love the word master. You are a master of what you do. For you to go from being the Val Garland, that the funny Val Garland that we all know to being on this program, but also doing it so well. Well, I thank you. I didn't you do know, it so well. Thank you. I didn't know how it was going to go um, because I thought, because I never used to watch reality TV. Uh -huh. So I just went in there and just said it like it is, like, mm, nice, but a bit boring. And, um, you know, so, and I think it was good that they kept the humour in as well, mm. as well as the... Um, well, they kept the realness, mm. you know, and the th whole other thing about Ding Dong is um, when I be backstage at the shows, um, you have a team of makeup artists working with you and you want them to do the best, you know. So it's not about humiliating people and going like, I don't think so. You know, it's about going, that makeup there is amazing. So I'd say, you know, to uh, one of my makeup artists, you know, Joey, you know, stand up with your model and they'd be like quaking, like, what's she going to say? And uh, I'd sort of say, ding dong, darling, ding dong, jolly chops. This makeup is amazing. So when I so said it... become a golden handshake and stuff, Kind right? of, yeah, backstage at the shows. And so everybody would be trying harder to do a better makeup. And so I just said that on the show and I had no idea. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, gosh, what have I done? <laughs> you know, but anyway. 
let's move on. What do you listen to when you're creating? So this is, that's always, an, you know, I, I like to think of what the word creating. Whenever I say that word creating, I always think creating drama. Yeah. But, you know, what, what, yeah, always, right? But what do you, what do you listen to? It's a, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd question, really, because we, it depends what we're creating and what environment exactly. we're in. I mean, I often say that, um, I get some of my best ideas listening to a classical piece mm. um, when I'm driving my car. Mm. Bizarre. But um, I'm not going to say this album in French because I'll say it badly. I'm going to say it in English. Lift to the Scaffold by Miles Davis. It's a soundtrack. It's a, have you heard it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a soundtrack. You know, it came out in 1958. And I have to say, this is my all-time feel good sound mm. so if i want to feel really good and positive and creative i will go to that what song best represents the sound of your studio and who you are i was going to put she's a model and she's looking good by Kraftwerk. because I'm, yeah i love that but i'm so glad you but, didn't because you chose for this me, i put the jam that's entertainment because for me um I was, oh, I was obsessed with Paul Weller. Oh, who could? Who, oh my! Who, I mean, again, a human could not be obsessed with I Paul know, Weller. I know it was the style. It was that mm. sort of like the mod and the uh, just all of that. I thought was amazing, and for me, the jam uh, that's entertainment is such an uplifting. And I think when I'm in my studio, I want to. I hope I would like to inspire, you know, and and feel good because sometimes music makes you feel good. Mm. There are times if you're not listening to the right music it becomes white noise yeah 100 and that i don't think that's but good that's for the soul. difference between listening and feeling okay best and most important song you've ever heard from a catwalk show i've chosen donna summer i feel love and i've chosen that because um it's just such an amazing song and if it's done right it reminds me of the 80s my friends the club scene and it was just such a part of my life and i think it's really positive mm, 100% you know? and the thing about it is when it's one of those classic tracks that people shouldn't touch but sam did it so well yes. sam smith did it? Did it, like the, the credibility of it was so good, uh, and it, it, it was it was you know, and I love the fact that you chose it because of the Richard Quinn show. Well, because let's I, talk about Richard Quinn, right? Well, I, I think Richard Quinn's. I just think you know he is a genius. It's amazing, right? Yeah, Up there. before his time, mm. before his time. For me, it's it just feels so British. Yeah, you know, hundred percent British makes you proud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, best music video in terms of fashion. Well, um, again, this was a this was a hard one because you've got you know um, Freedom, Supermodels, George Michael, Major, you know Madonna, Vogue, Major. major. But for me, it had to be Malcolm McLaren, Buffalo Girls, which was from like nineteen eighty three, <sighs> and it was great because. Um, 
what the Buffalo's girls go around the outside. I mean, I was that girl. I had that outfit. I've still got the jacket. You know, I was obsessed with Westwood. I was obsessed with that whole sort of like, you know, Jeremy Healy, London scene. It was, it was sort of just really cool. Yeah, 100%. You know, you know the, that Buffalo, the whole Buffalo girl image, the whole double dutching and all of it yeah. just was, it was, it was New York street style it, yes. done so brilliantly and to bring the boho look into it the layers the multi-layers of that buffalo girls the skirts and the hat it was just beyond and I was living in Australia at the time and um, I used to get um, I used to call up um, the Westwood shop and um, ask them could they send me a box of clothes just anything from the latest collection I'm really interested in this this and this and uh, they'd send it over and then I'd post a check so major you know should we talk about Malcolm Let's talk about Malcolm. You know, that this this whole podcast is about music and fashion and yeah. fashion and music. Malcolm McLaren was the genius of that. You know, from punk, the sex yeah. pistols, that whole imagery of sex and seditionaries yeah. and, and, and to create music that went around it and then to go on to Bow Wow Wow, which yeah. went on to the Pirates look with yes. Vivian and Malcolm. And then to go to Buffalo Girls and yeah. Witches and yeah. to incorporate Keith Haring into the whole oh, Witches collection. Yes. It, was that it, it's he's irreplaceable when it comes to that yeah. stuff. He did another one that doesn't get the accolade that he I deserves. Know. There should be a Malcolm McLaren award yes. at the British Fashion Council. I there agree. really should. There should be an award. We have the Isabella Blow Award, which yeah. is amazing and yeah. so well, so you know, so well needed. But there really needs to be a Malcolm McLaren yes. because of what he brought to the table when it came to. Image with music and music with image was is, was incredible. Absolutely, um, you know, he just he was like the zeitgeist. He just had his finger on the button. Um, because I recently saw that um, was it a series or was it? Yeah, the series, the Sex Pistols series yeah. on Disney. Yeah, yeah, but I really I thought it was really good. <laughs> you know what? There's such mixed reviews of it. I went to see it at the premiere, yeah. and what I loved about it was the feeling of it and the imagery yes. and the clothing. The styling was totally amazing, oh, the, beyond. beyond. And that, for me, sold yeah. it to me straight yeah. away. I was engrossed in those yeah. clothes straight yes. away. Because the kids of today don't understand that. They know what the word punk means, but they don't understand yeah. what the whole package was the of those clothing. And, it, yeah. Because, you know, and, you know, episode two started with Jordan riding down the road on a, on, on a yeah. see-through Mac with a tits out. Yeah. Incredible. You um, know, yeah. like, literally, you know, for, to go from teddy boys, rock, rockers in the King's Road to turn it into let it rock yeah. And, yeah. and all of these amazing feats of, yes. of fashion and yeah. direction was, was incredible. It was amazing because, I mean, I remember in the 80s, you know, coming from Australia to the King's Road and and um, just the fashion and the punks and, you know, everybody hanging outside Vivs, yeah. you know, um, World's End. It was just people, well, yeah, I guess people forget how amazing King's Road was and how really important do. Malcolm was. Okay. They? A song and a musician you'd love to work with. It could be Living or Dead. I always say that at the end. For me, it's got to be Amy Winehouse. Mm. Back to Black, um, you know, her her music came out at a time in my life when, you know, um, yeah, I was, I'd just gone through a breakup and uh, it was precise for me at that time. But aside from that, um, I just loved the sound of her voice. For me, it was really new. I'm just sort of sad 
that I can't see a mature Amy. And I I was obsessed with her and would always play um, her album and um, back to back. And uh, I got to see her once um, when she first yeah. came into being, but uh, it was like a very small, intimate sort of like dinner. And she was on a little stage. Uh, I was sat next to Linda Evangelista. I don't know why I named drop that. Um, but um, <laughs> it's a good know. name to drop though. Yeah, it is a good name. Yeah, of course um, it is. But she was so shy that she sang with her back to the audience. Okay, a track that, re that represents how you feel about life right now? I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I like to live in the moment. And um, for me, it's Monty Python, always look on the bright side of life. Because, you know what, I think you've got to have a laugh. Mm. You've got to be positive and you've got to have a laugh. And I love having a laugh. I, I chose this track because I got I was sat next to Eric Idle in a big canteen. He was eating fish and chips. I was eating fish and chips. All around us were these incredibly famous people. Uh, it was a bizarre situation. It was the 2012 Olympics. All oh, right, yeah. And, you know... Um, uh, we were doing, me, Nick, Sam, we were doing uh, the supermodels. We yeah, the, the gold, Kate in the gold dress, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but uh, Eric Idle, he came out and he sang Always Look on the Bright Side. And, you know, I just thought, it's, it's just another happy, uplifting moment. And, yeah, so would you say right now where you're at in life, mm -hmm. you're, at, you're probably one of the most happiest points? Yeah. You know, I think because... Um, I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? Because like when you grow up or for me, like, you know, I was always quite shy. You know, you put on this bravado, mm -hmm. but inside you're kind of like, do I really deserve this? You know, mm, like, am I, am I good enough? Yeah. Am I good enough? But now I'm kind of like, well, you know what? If you don't like it, that's your opinion. But you that's, that's you reaching in a different level within yourself. When we get to that point where we, we, we no longer worry about being enough because we, we, we know that we are. Yeah. And then if people don't like that, then take a yeah. hike. Off it's again. a really magical point to get yeah. to in life. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it, it's, there's a, an awful long road to get to yeah. that point. And, you know, I was going to say to you, I can tell you're really happy because mm. it, it shows in your face. Aww. And it's not about smiling. Mm. It just shows in mm. your, the way you are. I mm. saw you the other night at an event and you were across the room and you were glowing. Aww. When I walked in, I walked in with my puppy and yeah. everyone like it was like a tsunami of people wanting to meet the puppy yeah. but you were there and you were like you were, you were glowing yeah. and, and I just thought oh my god look at her do you get what I'm saying to you and it's like yeah I think it's about being comfortable in your own skin you know and, and still being excited mm. you've got to stay excited yeah you 100% know, yeah because you know what? Why wouldn't you be excited? Exactly. Well, I love today and I love these questions. And, you know, your your musical choice, as I say, you can really tell a lot about people by the music that they listen to. And, mm. you know, I'm just very, very honoured to have had this experience with you today. And I just want to say, long may you reign, Val Garland. Well, thank you very much, Tony. It's been a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.